to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. <laughs> We're celebrating today. That's right. Our team not just won. Our team smoked Guadalajara. And we are here celebrating it. Only the way Chayanne can do it for us. If we get copyright and flagged, I am so sorry. But here we go, ladies and gentlemen. America obviously won the Classico Nacional. We're going to be recapping that game and talking about that great, great second half uh, that America showed in uh, Estadio Akron. And then, of course, we're going to preview the upcoming game against Mazatlan, which we know is going to be a very important one. And um, a lot of news in and around the way uh, in, in regards to that. So, joining me today is none other than Brooklyn's very own Mr. AJ, none other than young Arnie in the building himself. AJ, how are you, my man? Um, doing good. My body is stressed because the amount of exercise I did today, my God, I thought I was going to die. But here I am, um, all ready to talk about everything to America and celebrating the ass whooping we gave to Chivas. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna have to bleep that out, but yes, uh, we we definitely had quite the game. Uh, obviously, all Americanistas are still a bit in celebration because of the match. And um, look, we were a bit hesitant about what America said we were gonna get on the road away at Guadalajara, but to be honest, we we, we got to see the best of of this America side and what I think will go down so far under the tenure of Solari as the best game. Uh, just well rounded ninety minutes. I think it was a good game, ninety minutes overall. And um, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But let's let's start off right here. I see uh, Chris is already in the chat saying, Arriba America, of course. Saying Omar Bravo on his knees because of the uh, song that I just played. Uh, Jerry Sanchez saying, let's go. I should have bet my stimulus check. He should have. <laughs> he should have as well. Uh, don't know. Well, it's, it's, it's good to know that um, who put who bet their cousins last episode? It was, it was, it was uh, um, Jerry. Was it Jerry himself? Yeah, I'm guessing Jerry's cousins are very, very happy that America won themselves. Whether they were fans or not, I'm pretty sure they were happy to hear that the scoreline was in our favor. Uh, Jacob saying, Aquino, Richard, Fidalgo, what a midfield. Yes, definitely. We'll talk a little bit more about them because Fidalgo, in my eyes, was the best player in that matchup. I know Henry will take all the credit because of the two goals. But for me, the man was everywhere. Pocket of space is just everywhere. And um Really, really fun. And then we had right there Christopher saying uh, Latino Heat AJ. There you go. I like it. And of course, confirmation that Jerry Sanchez said it was him and that his cousins are doing A-OK after the match. But OK, AJ, unfortunately, we don't have um, Christian here. He is at work still. He'll try to join us any minute now whenever he does get back into this. But it's just going to be me and you for right now. Let's talk a little bit about this game because we talked about it in halftime. If you guys didn't catch our live halftime thoughts, um, I, I think the, the big thing that we were taking away from uh the the first half was that it was a it was a good showcasing but it was just uh it was okay it was very much a content first half right there was there was some positives to take away but there was a, there was a couple errors that we were being made but defensively we looked well we looked like we were we were keeping our shape and i think the thing that impressed me the most is that we were pressing chivas from the start for the majority of that first half not really giving them any breathing room and forcing some of those turnovers forcing some of those mistakes um and i think that's just honestly 
what what I really enjoyed about that first half, although I, I I will say this, Cordoba and a couple of other players, maybe George Sanchez himself, some of them, while very active in the game, not as precise, but the second half completely turned around. For you overall, thoughts in regards to this 90 minutes afterwards where we win 3-0 and, and just your overall thoughts in regards to this Clásico? Really content and satisfied with the result. It's our first. It's the first time this thing where we scored three goals under Solari. And with that game, it proves we could definitely score three goals against any other teams if we could continue to play like that. We just gave Chivas no breathing room at all. We just pretty much just went deep. We did not want to give them any chance or any second to even think about what America's going to do. Just attack, attack, attack. And that's what America did. The first half, it was scary because Chivas almost did score in the opening two minutes, which I was just thinking, here we go again. Thankfully, it didn't happen. Henry Martin with the header in the 45th minute and in the Cuauhtémoc Blanco celebration, a throwback, amazing. And then the second half, we just took over at that point. There were numerous times in this game where I honestly felt like this could have been 5-0, 6-0 for America. They just were the dominant team throughout that entire match. Chivas... Had no response, really. He even had to take J.J. Macias out in the 60th minute. And his face, like how his hair was all. just so messed up. <laughs> it's just like, what just happened? Like, what did I get myself into? But no, there was there was numerous chances. We definitely could have scored more than three goals. But all in all, I'm really happy with this result. Yeah, I, I think any of us would be. Um, you know, we have Jerry Sanchez saying, I thought the exact same thing about the early opportunity that Chivas had, AJ. Obviously, going back and reminiscing to what the early opportunity that Leon had, and, you know, they 13, 14, 15 seconds in, we were already down. Um, so it was kind of those, oh, here we go again moments. Uh, but it looked like the defense was able to brush it off. And after that, I, I mean, I don't even remember a Chivas chance after that. Maybe maybe a shot here or there that maybe was a bit weak. But I think I think the defense really, you got to give a round of applause to them because they completely outdid themselves in this game. You're talking about Bruno. You're talking, I mean, you're talking about the fact that Bruno is, is, is not even, uh, in, in that starting 11 just yet, but the fact that Aguilera and Cáceres stepped up the way that they did. I thought Fuentes had an amazing game. I thought he was one of the most quietest players on the pitch, but my goodness, how instrumental he was, not just to our defense, but to our attacking as well. Some of the overlapping runs he was making. I know we joke around in this podcast that he doesn't have the legs for it or that he maybe is just an old man, but he's really turning around this season. I mean, the way that he's been performing, you just got to give your hats off. And then George, of course, as active as always, uh, maybe a bit imprecise, like I said, in the first half, but definitely in the second, um, showed up, took uh, took on a couple of players, built up his confidence. Um, and yeah, I mean, it just overall, the defense did such a good job. And AJ, this is something that we've been saying time and time again with this, is that they they haven't really had their praises this season, right? The The... After this performance, obviously the headline was Henry because of the celebrations. It was Fidalgo because of how impressive he looked out on the pitch. But no one's sitting there and saying, you know what? Aguilera had a really good game or Cáceres had a really good game. Fuentes had a really good game. Like everyone's just kind of like focusing on, you know, the the upper half of the pitch. And I like that. I like that, you know? It's just let this team, let this team's defense continue to work in peace and quiet. And we can see shutouts like this because, like I said, this was impressive all around, all around AJ. Um, but yeah, a really good second 45. Uh, obviously, the, the like uh, I, I think like Chris says, you know, the beginning was a bit sloppy. And, uh, you know, he says we need to get Cordoba off that right wing. I agree with that. I, I don't think any of us want to see Cordoba play as a winger. But then you have someone like Fidalgo who's just doing such an amazing job in the midfield. You kind of wonder, 
Is there a way for Fidalgo and Cordoba to play in the same team, uh, in around the same position? And you don't really see how that fits into play. But we have to let Solari continue to do his job. And I think Cordoba, whilst he may not look his best on the wing, is definitely showcasing something. Um, but I mean, what more could be said, AJ? I mean, really good performance. I mean, your thoughts on Fidalgo. I, I know I keep mentioning him and someone I really do want to highlight because I think he had probably one of his worst games in an America jersey when we were talking about the loan game. I don't think he was as active uh, or didn't produce as much as we want him to. But to completely just do a 180 and then have a game like this. I mean, he could have been on the scoreboard. You know, you said in the halftime uh, halftime thoughts uh you know, video that he, he's so close to nicking that first goal, especially in the classical. What a way he that would have happened. Uh, but just kind of, you know, what did you see from the Spaniard? Um, this man is a machine. It seemed like he just never ran out of energy. He was just giving his 100% throughout the entire game. And that's really good. Just the passes he was creating, the plays, the runs, even creating some opportunities for him to get a shot at goal. Just unlocking the 28th minute. He balled it completely when Gudin was caught off position. He could have simply just put that ball down and it would have gone in. I feel like from there on, it could have added to that 3-0 score at that point. Maybe if we did score early on as well, it definitely would have been more goals happening in this case. But just really overall, I'm really liking how, how he's playing. It's a shame that it's only alone right now, but we, I think we do have the option to buy um, the Spaniard. If that's the case, get him. Get him in that concert because I feel like so far, He's definitely proving to be one of the um, best times that America has made this season so far. In my eyes, and just the amount of he's the uh, plans he's just been getting, he's proving to be crucial in um, Solari's plans into taking this team into into um, finals for um, futures um, to be seen. I agree with you. I, I, I think he's becoming an instrumental piece, and it's clear to see why. Um... Why Salati brought him, right? And to think if he's having this type of impact in just a couple of games and he's still, quote-unquote, still not, you know, adapted to to the to the country and to the league, imagine what he does when he is. Um, and so, you know, fingers crossed that he continues his good run of form and we just have to wait and see. But, uh, you know, I think he's doing well. And it, for all these players, really, this game coming up against Mazatlan is going to be just as important. I know some people might see it on the, on the schedule and think, oh, it's just Mazatlan. But after a performance like this, uh, I, I think it's it's a no-brainer. You have to go out and repeat it on, on the pitch. And like we mentioned, these are two crucial away games for America. So, uh, you know, six points out of six is, is, is definitely a must for Solari at this point. But, you know, completely uh, blown out of the water by Fidalgo's performance, like we said. Um, I mean, what more could we say about Henry, right? Just the man is on fire. He's been scoring for fun. Uh, just in the right place at the right time. Uh, what did you think about his game? And not just that, but what did you think about the, the the goal celebrations? The fact that he brought out the Cuatemo Classic, you know, and then the uh, the whole shoe situation as well. There's just a huge, huge, huge throwback. And when he did that, I was completely, completely taken back. Um, but just overall thoughts on Henry and the fact that he celebrated the way that he did. It's just throwbacks. And when you're on fire, it feels like you're on top of the world and you can just do whatever you want. You don't think I would have just imagined next that probably would have gone red card. He did the celebration with Guatemala on the sides. That's if he was about to pee. At that point, there was going to be fights that was going to break out, but just <laughs> not. And he had to literally just do whatever at this point. Just no one was just marking him down. Just GOS, I feel like they just respected him way too much. And everybody's like, I'm going to punish you. Now I'm just going to have the ball every single time. Like that first goal he scored, 
with Godinho, I have no idea what he was actually doing. It's as if he's just like, yeah, just score on me. Uh, nothing's going to happen. I'm tall. I'm 6'5". This ball won't go into the back. And just did. And then that second goal as well. A great assist by Sebas Caceres. He just heads the ball right to Henry and then just heads it right. And Godinho just saw the top left corner. He's like, I'm not saving that. He's like, forget that. I'm not doing anything. I'll say more. Just Henry, the the one that everyone criticized at first when we first signed him. This man had like what? 10 something goals in the span of like what 60 something games with the Guanderson. Everyone's like, wait, why did we sign this guy up? And now at this point, if he continue if he continues his goal scoring form, we might finally be able to see an America player in the league so far in just the regular season. They hit double digits for the first time in what seems to be a while. And that's great. Definitely, definitely. I want to read off a little bit of something here that uh, Jay was saying. I had a lot of faith in Gio Santos when he arrived, but Fidalgo is what I thought Gio was going to be. He's proven to be an undisputed starter for this squad. Yes, definitely, Jerry. Going back to that comments that we had in regards uh, to Fidalgo. But let's talk a little bit more about Henry here. Christian Vera saying Henry's climbing up the ranks in the goal scoring department for America. I think he. I think we don't appreciate Henry enough. He's not out of this world, but he is super reliable for us. And I think he has been for a while. Like you mentioned, AJ, when, when he first arrived to the club, everyone had their doubts. Uh, you know, hasn't really been able to maybe hit the mark as maybe a lot of people expect him to. But I think this season might just be that season. Uh, and who knows? Maybe he's just that kind of like Oreo Peralta player that's just a bit of a late bloomer. And, um, you know, now is the chance for him to kind of excel and, 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 and really kind of take off. And if you can do it, then you no, know, by all means necessary. I think we're going to benefit off of that, but uh, you know, it, it was, it was great to see Henry continue to that, that goal scoring uh, machine that he is. Obviously he's going to keep Venus on the bench for another while, but, um, but I, I think, you know, if, if we, if we have goals going in, I mean, who's really complaining at this point, right? So definitely not. And so, where um you know we're gonna keep keep uh keep Henry up top and hopefully against Mazatlan and Necaxa afterwards too uh we'll have uh hopefully more goals to talk about and like you mentioned AJ hopefully he can be uh, an America striker that can hit double digits I know we haven't had that in such a long time um and to really have something like that I mean it would be immense immense for this team uh another thing I just want to kind of you know take a time to talk about is the fact that he he's obviously grown into the role of an America striker. But I think he's also grown and attached himself to this club. Um, and not a lot of people do that. You know, not a lot of people come from another team and then find their way into America and completely love the club. Um, and, and I think Henry has identity, has identified himself with that. And, and that's been the, the huge word this past week, identity, right? Chiba's obviously criticizing us for not having any. And then obviously all the memes and all the jokes that came from it. But then you have Henry responding in the way that that, that he does on the pitch rather than off of it saying, you know what, we have our identity. And our identity was exactly that. You know, he he, he busted out the Cuauhtémoc Blanco once, even in the color that Club America just posted, right? He said, you know, this game, these goals, they go dedicated to Mr. Cuauhtémoc Blanco himself. And so he feels passion for the club. He feels the history of it and he feels the shirt. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about it is that he he's identifying himself with the club. And I think that's important because you know, the, the things that he does on the pitch, not just scoring goals, but the celebrations, the way he talks about the team, the way, uh, you know, he, he spoke about, you know, the rival. These are things that ultimately 
make the fans love you more than more than just scoring goals. You know, the fact that you embrace yourself, the fact that you're you're wrapped in in the culture of it all. And I think that Henry, little by little, is maybe starting to you know tread some water here, and maybe just maybe. If he can continue this good run of form and maybe bag another title or two, I mean, who's to say he can't be a club legend, you know? And that's that's bold because as a striker, that's a lot of pressure. But I think he can climb the ranks, AJ. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And just like now that I'm looking back, he's just proving he's just proving a lot of America fans wrong for what he was. Like I'm looking at the stats for Tijuana as a forward. He had 94 games and only 14 goals scored. That's abysmal. For a four that's starting a lot of games, but now so far, he's like you mentioned, he's climbing, he's getting up his goal tally up, and especially with the appearance, he's starting to become a player which I say that you know he's reliable on the pitch. He's starting to become more and more reliable. There aren't chan- there aren't that many games now when he does get a chance, he balls it. He's kind of smart in his decision making and starts just take those good shots and score for his team. And that's just great. That's what I want to see for him. It feels like he truly loves the colors of Club America. He probably represents the team and he wears the jersey with pride and plays 100% in every single game. And that's what you'd love to see from your forward, from a player that that you are going to rely on to score goals. And I just love it. Definitely. And you know what, Freddie Duran saying, you know what, Henry understands the the importance of his position. And that's what I like about him. And I think that's what a lot of people like about him, that he's understanding his role and he's really coming into it. Right. Um, Obviously not to say that, you know, he did what he did and that's it. He doesn't have to do anything else. Of course not. He has huge responsibilities, even more so after putting that kind of pressure on himself after those celebrations, after those goals, after the declarations. Um, I think it's added a little bit more pressure on him to deliver these next couple of games, which is going to be huge. Um, but, you know, he's got the international call up as well. And we'll talk a little about uh, some of those players that got called up uh, uh, as well. But I don't know. It's looking promising for Henry um, and promising for Henry looks very good for us. So let's uh, let's keep our fingers crossed in that aspect. Um, let's see. Chris saying, uh, you know how last week you asked if the classical was the same. I want to ask you guys before the game and during, did you guys feel nervous? Because I felt the most comfortable I've been. Um, and I think he, he, uh, Chris asks a really good question here. Was I nervous before the game started? A little bit. I, I feel like I was, I had more ancient, uh, more anxiety towards let's get this game going. I want to see this game, you know, and, I, and AJ, I, I think we spoke about this on my way to go get carnitas. We were talking, right. You were like, can the game just start already? Let's just fast forward. Um, and so I, I think there's still kind of that sense of nerves of like, you want the game to start. But like he mentioned, I don't think there was a point in this game where you were on the edge of your seat thinking like, oh my God, this could be the chance where Chivas comes back at it. I think the whole time you were just like focusing more on the team and thinking, how can we break this, this defense down? How can we improve on the sec- on the first half into the second? Uh, but Chris makes, I think, a very good point is that I don't really think most of them, most if not all Americanistas were ever kind of, you know, worried. Yeah, no. Really, the only time I was ever worried is when she was were about to score, when I thought they were about to score in the two minutes. After that, honestly, in that first half, I was just bored out of my mind at that point. If it were, we were getting the opportunities, just nothing was coming out of it. I'm just able to make this not be a tale of two halves once again. Kind of was, but it was the good cover. It's like, okay, we're doing good now. Great. Now let's keep it that way. And it kept the promise, and they kept it that way. And by scoring more goals, extending that lead, and just, you know, 
giving the game to Chivas, embarrassing them at their home stadium, even making fans leave 10 minutes before the game. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're right, AJ. That that's that's funny. I I, I saw that as well on, on social media. Um you talked about goals, and, and and I think this was something that we talked about in our halftime thoughts as well, is that America had a very good opportunity here to increase the lead substantially. And we said it, it could have been a 5-6-0 result for America. Um, but I think the fact that they kind of finally, you know, surpassed that hurdle of not being able to score more than two goals is really going to benefit them. Because who's to say that we don't go into Mazatlan and score four or score five? I'm not saying we will. I'm saying there's an opportunity there to do so. And now maybe you have a little bit more of a confidence going into it, knowing that this team is capable of scoring goals, which, by the way, uh, our our beloved co-host Christian did post uh, a tweet saying, if Piojo fans are happy now, because America is officially the highest scoring team in Liga Yankees at the moment. So it's to say that, AJ, we finally came to the place where we all expected America to be. It took us a little while, but not only are we the best offense but close to being the best defense if it wasn't for that at last game as well. So, I mean, you really gotta say things are 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 completely turning on it on on every level, right? I think there's a little bit more optimistic going into this. And I think, you know, we've mentioned it about having kind of a very realistic uh, aspirations for this club. Uh, as far as the, the first tenure of Solari, it was always going to be. Let's make it into the playoffs and let's just see how it goes from there. But now I think the expectations gotten to go a little bit further if they can cement a pretty good run against Mazatlan and against Nakaxa. Because then at that point you're talking and you're saying, hmm, where can this team actually be, you know? I'm just excited to see what, what Solai can do at this point. Everyone, j- we're just thinking, you know, if we don't hit playoffs as a boss, but I feel like at this point, I can coffee say I feel like we can hit playoffs. And for me, who knows? He could potentially take this team all the way till final his first season. And I know that's, you know, Ori, we're not almost towards the end just yet, but I can honestly believe with this squad because what the group of players would have, this is essentially almost the same squad with a couple of changes pretty much. And look how Salai is doing. He makes his back four with guys like Emma Aguilera, Aguilera, Luis Fuentes, Sebas Casas, who's starting, to, who's starting to look good more and more with each going game. At first, we were kind of like, can he truly stay there? And, jo- and Jorge Sanchez, and look how he is. And as I always joke around, it's like we're about to turn this defense like the AC Milan defense that they had back then in the glory days. So, yeah, there you go. Definitely. I mean, I, I'll take it. Those clean sheets are music to my ear, definitely. Um, but no, you're right, AJ. I, I, I think there's kind of this new in kind of aspiration to this club i know it's a bit outlandish to be like oh yeah we can go all the way to the final maybe even win it in this early stage in the season we just kind of surpassed the halfway point but i think you're right there's there's a bit of hope in there that you know what maybe it's not that outlandish maybe just maybe if a couple more results go our way um i could see us being title contenders although a lot of people probably won't have us down as title contenders just yet i think cruz azul is still looking the favorite to some people Mm -hmm. um and and you know other teams like Monterrey, uh, you know, maybe we're not in, in, in the front run, but I think, you know, with these next couple of games, who knows, two, three weeks out, we might be in the front run. But um, yeah. Anything else to mention in regards to the Clásico Nacional? I mean, we could sit here and talk about the game for days, for days, but we don't have that type of, uh, of hours. But uh, I, I mean, AJ, anything else? Um, 
Ochoa was just having the time of his life just chilling. He could have really just asked for someone in the stands, like, you just give me, like, a drink or something or, like, a little snack. I'll just chill here all day. This man had one of the most relaxing days in an America jersey in a Clásico. He didn't really have to even do much in this game. And we embarrassed him so bad that we're just like, let's just put Brian Colula in. Let's just give him, let's let him debut. Nah, tweeted that. <laughs> let's, let's, let's debut him for the first time in a Clásico and went for it. And um, Cordova, the easiest goal he'll ever score in his entire career. He, the ball just deflected on Gudinho. Gudinho saw he's like, I'm not chasing that anymore. Forget it. Just score. And Gord just took his sweet time. Even defenders just looked at him. They're like, I'm not stopping that. So it's like yeah, the free goals, like, just take it. I think someone was even calling for an offside. And then when you look back, yeah, you're like, there's like, no way. Nah. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> I was you know what? I was a bit thrown off by that because the the way that Telemundo cut it off, like it was a repeat. And then all of a sudden they jump back to the shot and Cordoba's kind of like, he just had taken Gudinho and you're just like, what's going on? And the way that Cordoba just so kind of like smooth criminal walks it into the, into the porteria, you're just like, Maybe he is offside. What's going on? And you're kind of looking at the linesman and you're just like, the, the flag's still down. So do I celebrate? <laughs> Even the colors are just like, wait, what just happened? Did they just score? And they're kind of like, yeah, I think he just did. And then they're, and then you just card to see him run to the side, do the mess celebration, and then just celebrate with his teammates. I'm like, there you go. We've cemented, we have cemented our spots. So I love it. I love it. It was an all around great game. Um, you know, Definitely a classical to remember for always and forever because of what Henry did. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever had a classical where Ochoa has done nothing ever. So, uh, I mean, props to, the, props to the midfield and defense for making that happen, you know? It, it's not easy. But uh, I think we played our part and we did a good game and we'll have to see. Um, <laughs> uh, Jacob saying, I kind of wanted Cordoba to head that in. Uh, when he was walking into the porteria, that's uh, that 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 would have been funny. And oh, um, Gudinho started something. The only time Gudinho would actually been active, it will be at that moment. That's just to go run at Cordova and potentially start start a scrap. So that'd probably be the most active he'd be in that entire game if he did that. Looks like Jerry Sanchez has the same kind of concept of idea of what uh, <laughs> Cordova should have done. I still to this day think that. Um, uh, definitely. Uh, I'm sorry, what, uh, Luis saying. Uh, watch the color de la America's channel. Liked. Uh, yes, I definitely did like it as well, Luis. If you guys haven't done so already, check it out. The color is a really, really good. Um, kind of a good way to kind of immerse yourself in there, even though we weren't actually there. And um, it's an interesting way to see what happens behind the scenes. But like I said, for me, Cordoba should have done the little doggy pee that Cuatro Blanco did because that did it perfect. You just tap that in, do a little doggy pee. But you're right. So hands would have been thrown, um, definitely. But look, overall, a good performance by the team, a, a good solid performance in a Clásico Nacional. This is exactly the motivation that you kind of need to kind of really close out the season in a high. And let's hopefully the players respond against Mazatlan as well. So like I mentioned, another road game won't be easy, but... I think they're more than capable of doing it. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that Mazatlan game in just a bit. Uh, but one last thing I do want to note is that this team looks to have something that wasn't there last season, AJ. There seems to be more chemistry, kind of more of a more unity, more of a family bond. Um, and, and I think it, it helps them, you know, it helps them kind of concentrate and, and win games the way that they have. And so I'm liking what we're seeing, not only on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. And um, I mean, 
overall just a pretty good performance. But Better anything said, else? That's the only other thing just to say, just so I just look so calm. Like after we scored the, the goals, it's just like, yeah, I think it was just game, going to the system as like, get the subs out. We're, go, we're going for more. It's like, get them ready. Tell them to warm up. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was hilarious, the response from, from Soledad. It was like, all right, we scored this third goal. All right, everyone, come on. You're going in for some minutes. Warm up. We ain't, we ain't done just yet. So, hey, <laughs> you got to do what and, you got to do. Yeah, and you know what the interesting thing is that Solari, and I don't think we see this every game, but I think it's happening every game. Those players that did not get that much minutes or did not feature at all, they're running those laps still. They're running, they're doing those sprints still. Like if I saw some of the kind of like, uh, you know, uh, entrevistas that they were doing the players, like, you know, post-game thoughts in regards to, you know, was it whether Ochoa was Henry, but you see the players in the background just doing their sprints. And I'm like, I like this. I like this. You see, you know, he's consistent with it. Um, I'm going to read out here Jacob saying, if Cordova did the celebration that I was talking about, uh, knowing the league, they would have taken the three points for uh, anti-deportivo. So probably. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. They always try to find a way to, you know, at least take Santa- something away from us. At, le- at least Santander wasn't in that match this time. So that is. That's that's and that was the biggest win out of the night, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but again, America wins the Clásico 3-0 goleada and a clean sheet. Nothing more to say, but on to the next one. We'll see how it goes. But yes, good stuff from the team, good stuff from the club. Um, and again, great from the players all around. A big round of applause for them. So there you guys have it. America doing good stuff right there. All right, we're going to move on into our next segment. We'll talk a little about Coapa news, but beforehand... Just remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Foot Cult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys check Foot Cult out, footcult.com. They just sold out of those Guatemo Blanco um, jackets, uh, a jacket that AJ very much sportingly had a, on last week's episode. And um, one more can we say? If you guys haven't done so already, check out, check them out. They have some great products. Um, and look, they have the EY Podcast tee. They have some, uh, you know, Eagles from Mars uh, setups that you guys want to see. like. They have some great stuff. You guys will not definitely um, regret any of the purchases. And again, if you guys want, you get a discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. Again, discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. And again, thank you to our sponsors, Foot Cult, for making this a possibility. All righty then. AJ, let's talk Coapa news. But beforehand, maybe let's read a little bit more of these comments. Richard Ammo saying, April schedule about to get heavy. First real test for how Solari manages it. And yes, that's very true. Uh, look, April's right around the corner. And, you know, we have CONCACAF Champions League right at the, you know, right in the mix of it all. And then we have some very tough matches as well in April. So Richard has a, a very good point here. It's it's almost crunch time for America. You know, April will be kind of the biggest test for Solari. And we'll see what he's capable of doing. Um, Luis G saying, set pieces means they're putting in work during the week. Thumbs up. Yes. Yes. That's a very good thing to note. I think America has scored some set pieces goals. And what used to be our Achilles heel is now more so starting to become our forte. So interesting stuff at that. Very interesting stuff. Um, But all right, AJ, talk to me a little bit about Coapa. Give me the names that were brought uh, out just right now, hot off the presser. 
what uh, Aguilas are going to be representing Mexico in the upcoming international break and what Aguilas will not be with us against Mazatlan because of their involvement in the uh, under-23 pre- uh, pre-Olympic qualifiers. Mm-hmm. So the players are not, the only player that's not going to be available for America for the qualifiers is just going to be Sebastian Korolov. He's really the only player to call up. Other players that did get the call up for um, the trials was something that Veda, Ramon Juarez, and Emilio Lara, but they ultimately just did not make the cut at the very end. So Cordova is really the only player that's just going to be making his way with the team, with the um, pre-Olympic qualifier, which should be pretty fun to see, actually. I feel like Mexico, with the squad they have, it's looking pretty solid. And with teams playing against the um, USA, Costa Rica, and and the Maker Republic, it should be fun to see what the, what the, what the young talent of the Liga Mekis can do against these against these teams, which is going to be really exciting to see. And then from the most recent call that we did that that just happened earlier um tonight, um Henry Mart- Henry Martin and Jorge Sanchez have been co- have been called up to um play with the Mexico national team for their two upcoming games against Wales and um Costa Rica. So really good stuff to just see. And 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 with Henry Martin coming off hot from that Clasico. Can't wait to see him score some more more goals. And Horace Sanchez doing what he does best at that right back position. Definitely gonna be a great boost to Mexico. Definitely. Hopefully, he could take Chaka's spot to this. Because let's be honest, I think we'd all prefer George to be the starter. Oh, no, Choa. Right how, how, how can I forget the man himself? Yes, forgot definitely. About Choa himself Choa. at the same time. Maybe I forgot, yep. but just because I feel like he was just non-existent in that in the in the Clásico Nacional match, and it's just as well as because he <laughs> just was doing nothing. He's just sitting there. <laughs> Just chilling at that point. Yeah, he might as well. Have, he probably was just booking his flight, uh, ready to, to to go to Wales and everything. Um, but yes, uh, you know, shout out to all our Aguilas out there representing uh, the club and the nation, Cordoba with the under 23s, and of course, Ochoa, George, and Henry, which I think is going to be an important week for Henry, not just this one coming up against Mazatlan, but then the international break as well. What is that going to mean for him? And all that good stuff, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. And now, of course, uh, in regards to more updates in regards to the club, Benedetti, again, once again, not going to be uh, available for us against Mazatlan. It looks like he's still out with an injury. AJ, what's going on here? Oh, no, man. And I'm just going to say I'm just gonna say this right here and right now. He's just a Colombian Jerry Menes. That's it. At this point, when he got injured more than three times, just like I just lost hope. There's just no point. Just sell him at this point. Just send him back that, that to just send him back to Colombia where he came from at this point and see if something can happen for him. Because I think Jibber just messed him up at this point. He's not the same player. He's never had any injuries before arriving at, at America. So definitely, definitely. Chris Rivera saying that her AJ, the whole <laughs> Colombian Jeremy Menes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Christian would agree with that as well. Um, but I, 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 you make a point, AJ. I think you make a really good point. And look, I think if there's one player that um, has one one foot out the door uh, uh, of this club is definitely uh, Benedetti. I mean, he needs to come out, come back, and like score a hat trick every other game for him, for us to be like, you know what, we need to keep him. But I just don't see that happening. I don't see how America even makes any profit here. He's not playing. You're still paying his salary. Um, you know, you still have an ex- you know a pretty long contract to go through. I think that you need to find a new home for him because. 
let's face it, you know, he hasn't, not to say that he hasn't proved himself on the pitch because he's had good games before, but I think that the injuries have definitely been the Achilles heel for him. And you just can't risk that at the, uh, you, you know, you're building a new team. You, you, there's, there's a process going on right now. And to be, f- you know, to be fairly honest, he's being left behind and you can't afford to be, you know, dragging some dead weight around when you're trying to, you know, build and shape your team in the best way possible. And I, while Benedetti in regards to class and, and, and skill and all that stuff, he has everything that will benefit Solari's team. But if he's not healthy enough to showcase it, what's the point, you know? It's just really unfortunate because he's only 23 and that's still relatively young in his career. But to see the, to gain that many injuries throughout his career already, ages worries. And I think as Chris, as, um, Chris said, his value went down and seeing how teams, if they are going to be interested in it, they see his injury, uh, his injury history, they're going to be like on sec thought they could be like, just keep it where it's like, we'll just ask for a loan, not, not for like a permanent buy because it's really unfortunate. And it just sucks because like at first, when he first, Played his first game, which I'm not mistaken, it was in the Copa MX. He's shown promise, and everyone's gonna be like, he's gonna be the next thing for America. And look how he is now. It just seems like just when we thought we we're gonna get him back, get some kind of little injury setback in training, and it turns out to just be more than just a little injury. And it's a shame, really, because at this point now, I don't know what's his future gonna be like in America. And if as Chris also said, which hurt me, he's having a last season like Benedetto had. And with Benedetto, he was good. The problem was he ended up getting injured, missed at least like a good majority of the season, came back towards the end, and then we just shipped him off right after because he just wasn't the same player as he was before. Definitely. And look, I mean, I think the player has to do what's best for him as well, but uh, the club has to look out for them. And I just, I don't see how it continues after the summer. I really don't. I really, really don't. I hope I'm wrong because he could be in a huge asset for this club. Um, but again, I don't see him. I think Fidalgo is taking his spot. And I mean, we have Cordova in that position as well. who we'll also can play on the right. And well, I mean, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But uh, so far, Benedetti not going to be available for the game against Mazatlan. And, uh, you know, we wish him a speedy recovery. We want to see him back on the pitch. But it's, it's a bit unfortunate that he's unable to. But um, I think that's pretty much it in regards to Coapa. Is anything else, AJ? That's about it. That is about it. If you guys have any more questions or if you guys want to know anything else going on in and around the world of Coapa, make sure you guys follow us over on our social media platforms. That is Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. That is at Eagle Eye Podcast. Again, that is at Eagle Eye Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to keep up to date with all things Las Aguilas de la America in English. And of course, uh, yeah. That pretty much wraps it up in regards to the Coapa news. AJ, let's um, let's fast forward here and let's talk about a game that you are going to be covering for us. It's a very late night game because uh, Mexico has still yet to address the daylight savings. Uh, but Mazatlan versus America this Friday, March 19th, 8 p.m. Pacific time, 11 p.m. Eastern time. That is 10 p.m. Central time. Yes, the time change has definitely affected us in that aspect. A late, late net night match. AJ, thoughts about this one and coming into this, how do you think the team looks? Um, team is going to have high spirits. We just defeated our biggest rivals in the Clasico Nacional. We shot them completely. But it's another away game. It's also going to be played at a late time. Well, for them, it's 8 o'clock. Over, it's going to be 8 o'clock where they're going to be playing at. So 
they got the bright side. There'll be fans over there again, so they'll get to play in the stadium. Those are fans, but it's against a team that they kind of have a good record at home. Ever since they have a lot of fans back in, they've been looking pretty solid. This is a team that's definitely no pushover. We shouldn't give. We definitely should not be um, giving them all the respect. But by no means does that mean we just have to put. We have to put uh, take our foot off the gas pedal. We just need to keep going. We need to continue our our good winning streak because we definitely want to be hitting for first place. Because so far we've been we've won four games in a row. Really good. Now let's con- now let's continue that streak going forward into this game against Mazatlan. But at the same time, with Mazatlan, they defeated Tigres. A team that made it all the way to the Mundial de Clubes final lost to Bayern, but the but Maslan thing just proved like nah, just give us Bayern, we could take them on at this point. <laughs> but hey, no, it's a team that honestly have a bit of a soft spot for them. Actually, I think since I've seen them play, because they have some plays I do like. You know, it's a it's a game that I'm actually excited to see and see what America can do again against this Maslan side. Yeah, it'll be interesting, and we'll get into that a little bit more, but. Uh... Eric Duardo saying, do you have any news about when Bruno returns? And to answer this question, Eric, we have none other than Christian Rosendo joining us. Christian, welcome to the podcast. I know that you just scurried your way over from work. Talk to me about uh, talk to me about Bruno and his possible uh, return to Las Aguilas de la America. Well, uh, Bruno Valdez was... Um went to Guadalajara over the weekend but he played with the under 20s um and he he looks ready he looks ready to make the bench so i expect him to be on the bench on friday night nice nice interesting well you're finally on and unfortunately you missed the first half of this where we're talking all things clásico nacional you covered this game so it's only fair that i ask for your thoughts in regards to the clásico real quickly and then we'll finish this off uh previewing the mazatlan game yeah so um, you know, everyone finds out who 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 really who really runs shit in Mexico, right? It's us. Uh, there was no contest. Uh, they suck, and uh, that's it, Brett. That's all I gotta say. No, no, no. Um, I think this was Solari's best game ever. Uh, on with the with America, uh, honestly, I think um, you know, we finally saw I think uh, kind of the, the play style and what we want to see from this team, right? Um, it was I think almost perfect. Uh, in in the sense where I think tactically speaking, Chivas did not know what to do. Um, they didn't know how to adjust to, to, to the, to the good structure that Saladi had in the midfield. Um, and just, you know, I, I think, I think what we said all along, you know, these, these little organized attacks, um, that, that, that we've been preaching that Saladi wants to implement. We finally saw a lot of it against Chivas. And, um, and I, I think that was, that was our key to success, you know, our, our you know, tactically speaking, um, uh, and I, one, one of our good friends over on, on Twitter, you know, he, he, he was saying how, um, how Solari was going to expose was just tactically speaking and just on the mental aspect of the game. And he was totally correct. And that was a Chivas fan as well saying that. So, um, I think it just speaks uh, on Solari's uh, virtue that, uh, you know, what he's bringing to America. Uh, and you know, a, a lot of players stepped up when they needed to step up. I think another, another great game from Pedro Aquino. Um, Cordova in the second half was was phenomenal for me. Uh, Henry Martin is still scoring, like you guys keep mentioning. So you know, hopefully this started something new. Uh, and just we need to just keep growing on this because you know, while while I think it was a, a eight eight out of ten game, um, I think Salah is starting to figure out uh, why America has such a leaky defense. 
uh, last year. And uh, we saw a little bit against Leon and we saw a little bit against Chivas too. And if it weren't for Chivas, it's like horrible finishing. They probably could have uh, netted one or two goals, right? Um, so definitely the defense is something we need to start cleaning up a little bit because it, it's starting to show with, you know, it's little cracks here and there. Definitely, definitely. And, and to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying, uh, this is this fits perfectly into our preview because, you know, what is, you know, what is that win if not, you know, a, a step in the right direction for America, but you have to implement it against Mazatlan as well. Of course. And that's the most important part is because you have such a big victory. Now you have to go again on the road mm-hmm. away to Mazatlan. And, you know, if you can get those three points there, then I think you're, 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 you're you're sky high because then comes the international break and then we'll see what happens uh, after that. But um, really interesting and I like I like what you said. I I think we can all agree to what you were saying in regards to the tactics of the game, uh, to the fact that you know Solari's best match that the players stepped up and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. And so glad to be able to get your thoughts no. in regards to the classical. Just uh, just one final thought. Sorry, um, you know there's a lot of players on this team who who really felt the shirt that night uh, on Sunday night. And, you you know, players that who just came, Pedro Aquino and Fidalgo, to speak of two, um, they really showed their true colors against this game. Uh, in this game, uh, they 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 were they were passionate about the game. You know, they they were going 190 percent in every single thing that they did. Um, it's players like that that make America great. Uh, that make the Clásico great. And um, those are players that you know are welcomed in America that we need in America. That uh, hopefully, uh, going forward, those are the only types of players that we recruit to America and sign to America. Um, and then the players that were already here, you know, Henry Martin, Cordova, uh, Richard Sanchez, you know, they, they, they all feel the colors, they all feel the, the game. And that, for me as a fan, and I'm pretty sure if everyone here, speak, I can speak for everybody, that, you know, those are players that are welcomed in America always, 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 that when it's time to step up, when it's time to represent the institution, that they, that they do it, uh, you know, 200% every single time. Definitely, definitely. I think we all agree with you on that aspect. Like you said, you spoke very well for everyone. Uh Chris saying Christian was the first person I know who said this team is enough to win it all. And he said this early on. So Laddie's number one fan, no doubt about it. And uh, yeah, I mean, give, give praise to this man because he has been there thick and thin. Uh, AJ right behind there as well. It's just, it, me and AJ called it, you know, slowly but surely it, we're going to see the team that we wanted to see. And while I, I don't think it's there yet, but I think it's getting very, very close and it needs to because after Masatan and after Nakaksa, our schedule is... But yeah, it, said it's, April. It's April. April is a huge month for us. It's extremely tough. And I, the month of April is when people can start deciding if Solari is the real deal or maybe there was, this was just a, a honeymoon phase. You were gonna say, man. Oh, I was gonna just say like Christian's um Solari's number one. This man worked at worked to my Castilla. Christian was probably somewhere in the stands, probably <laughs> working alongside with them. Just have like, writing my notes and stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, just like when we first announced Solari. You know, I'm a Barca fan myself. I'm just like, we're really bringing a guy from New Jersey. Let's see what we do. And I think after I just saw, like, you know, how his play style is, and then Christian mentioned the first thing, we actually going to have a play style. We will have something on the pitch. We have a game plan right from the get-go, and that's great. So far, Solari, ever since he first got announced he's the manager, I was on the Solari hype train. I'm like, let's go with it then. I'm happy and see what we could do. And so far, I'm really happy of the work he's doing so far in America. Definitely. Definitely. Eric saying here, also a big difference between Solari and Piojo, not only in Texas, is also the attitude. I think Solari is giving Henry great confidence. And I think no, it's no being doubt. reflected back with goals. So, Definitely. Like I said, let's just get it going here. 
And the last one here, the only flaw from AJ is that he's an Arsenal fan. Hashtag London is blue. But all right, we won't get into the mediocre side of things because we all know who runs the Premier League, and that is Manchester United. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, no, all right, gentlemen, let's talk about Mazatlan and America. We mentioned this game is just as big as the Clásico because you have to kind of, you know, follow up in a big way. And what better way to do it than a Mazatlan with a halftime performances by uh, Banda Recodo. Uh, we'll see if, uh, I don't know if that's true or not. Don't buy your tickets just solely based off of that. Um, there's going to be fans at this game too, no? Yes. There will be fans at this game. I think there's a limited capacity about 20%, right, AJ? Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Around there, yep. So again, and, and I think Ochoa talked about it too, that it was nice to have fans kind of in the stadium. It builds a little bit of an atmosphere. It builds a little bit of a confidence in the players. Uh, and again, I think, you know, these guys, you know, they live off the crowd. And so the fact that they actually get to have them, I think will be a, uh, kind of a blessing for them in, in, in a huge way. But, uh, you know, AJ just kind of gave his thoughts coming into this one. Christian, how, how are you seeing the team come, walking into Mazatlan on Friday? I think they're they have a boatload of confidence right now, right? Like who wouldn't after after a game like that, right? Almost a perfect night uh, against the biggest rival. You know, you have to have some sort of confidence and some sort of enthusiasm going forward, and uh, you know, in yourself and your teammates. So definitely expect this team to go full force. Uh, I think it's very important that Salati manages the players well now because you know now that you did come off a big win, it, it is important for the players not to get you know develop an ego and and become overconfident to to your opponents coming up, right? I, I know Mazatlan and and the Gaxa aren't the greatest opponents, but there are good opponents. Uh, there are opponents that can strike at any moment. Uh, Mazatlan just is coming off a win against Tigres, uh, so in uh, in in a way as well. So, you know, th- this team is definitely, you know, right, right, you know, it's not it's not an easy game, right? So I, I really hope this team just doesn't fall into that trap and um and lets their guard down because that's not an easy team, but I think this team is is capable is capable of getting the W on Friday night. Definitely. And I think that's something that I was gonna mention is the fact that there whilst we might be on cloud nine because of the classical, maybe there's a sense of overconfidence that could spill into this game and could be kind of what blinds us and, and gives Masatlan an edge. But we know that when you're wearing an America jersey, the opposition is always going to play at 110%, right? Unless mm-hmm. they're Chivas. So, um, you know, you you just have to kind of... <laughs> I like that no one picked it up until Christian did. <laughs> um, you know that they're going to come at it, uh, you know, with everything they got, especially like you guys mentioned. The game against the is, is a huge boost of morale for them. Uh, you know, you said it yourself, AJ. After fans were let in, they've looked to have a pretty decent record. And so it's going to be interesting to see how America can battle this. Again, it's a road game. Our road form is starting to pick up. It's starting to look better. It's starting to look a lot more positive. But I think we need to cement it with a good performance here at Mazatlan. And I'm not just talking about a 1-0 result. I'm not talking just 2-0. If you can repeat a 3-0, maybe even get more goals than that. I mean, you're talking really, really good stuff here. But um, Christian, talk to us a little bit more how you think this America side is going to look like on Friday. We won't have Cordoba at our disposal, but everyone else will pretty much be set and ready to go, aside from Bruno as well. Yeah, no, definitely. So um, I think, you know, we're going to probably repeat the same lineup. Just I think we have to slot out Cordova and then put in someone. That's someone I think I'm going to leave up, leave it up to, to one of you guys in the chat or in, in the, or AJ over here. Um, who should we possibly, who should possibly come in for Cordova? Because there's not a lot of players with his, you know, with his qualities, you know? I'll go, I'll go Leo Suarez. For this one. Leo Suarez, okay. Leo Suarez, Chris Leo Suarez as well. Uh-huh. Leo Suarez, it is. All right, so we're going to put Leo Suarez in there. Have everyone the same with Choa and, and that. 
The same back four, Jorge, Emma, Sebas, Luis Fuentes. The same midfield, uh, Richard Sanchez, Fidalgo, and uh, Pedro Aquino. And then at top, like you guys said it, Linus, Henry Martin, and Leo Suarez. Definitely. And let's talk about this midfield that we're potentially going to see again start uh, with each other. Pedro, Richard, and Fidalgo. I mean, it just it is, looks... It's it looks out. Yeah, it just... It, it looks deadly, doesn't it? It, it, <laughs> it does everything. It does everything. It, it attacks very well. It defends. It holds possession. It moves the game around. I mean, you're, you're talking about a team, uh, a team's midfield that could potentially be the best in the league. As you know, just when Fidalgo gets to that stage where he's not, you know, suffering from the altitude, where he's still kind of, uh, when he's already done and adapted to the league. And we were just mentioning that AJ a little bit earlier. I mean, this midfield shows a lot of promise, you know. Definitely. And I think that as it, it, they gotta surpass going from promise to actually being the real deal, mm-hmm. and it has to, you know, it it has to go along with these strings of games because you know that sometimes the quote unquote easy matches are usually the hardest ones to kind of you know grind out a victory because the team just kind of plays a very scrappy, Definitely. very you know defensive, mm-hmm. and if this midfield can break it all down, um, I, you know, it's it's gonna talk, you know good things about them in the end no definitely so it, it like you said it this is going to be an important game for us um and it's very important that we come away with w but also a good w you know i think i think we're, we're at the point where you know we, we need to start you know demanding more from the team because knowing what they did on sunday now we know what they're capable of at this point and if on friday night they give us a sloppy win you know it's you know it's yeah you know it's content because we're it's a win but it's you know it's not going to feel as good because we know that they're capable of more. Definitely. Definitely. I just want to read a couple of stuff right here from the comments saying, um, what was it? I just had it right here. When you, when you talked about who could slot into that position, Chris saying, AJ started, he meant Chucho Lopez and Jacob <laughs> saying right afterwards, I wouldn't be surprised if Chucho Lopez plays there. And then, uh, <laughs> Richard yeah, saying, Jacob got hacked by AJ. So <laughs> we know who AJ's burner is. Yo, it's growing now. <laughs> Everyone's starting to appreciate you, Joel. He's becoming a meme, but now everyone's truly starting to embrace them. So, <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll definitely see about that. But uh, kind of going off what you were saying, Christian, I think that this, you know, it's it's, it's going to be a good test. You know, mm-hmm. a good test overall. Um, now that we have in a sense of what this kind of team is going to look like on Friday, I, I mean. <sighs> It's really just rinse and repeat from what you did against Chivas, right? I mean, Definitely. the high press, the constant control of uh, of the ball possession, the the moving around. For once, I didn't see too many back passes. I didn't see us reset as often as, as we did. It's slowly but surely, right? You know, you're starting to see those yeah. passes become a little bit more crisp, a little more concrete, a little bit with more determination and purpose. Instead of, you know, just going lateral and then back, lateral and then back, right? It's actually lateral going forward, lateral going forward together. And I think, you know, that's the idea. That's what it wants to bring to these players. And for, you know, for what we saw on Sunday, they're starting to get it. Definitely. Question. I have a feeling we're going to get a penalty this game. Who takes it? Uh, Emma. Emma, again. No. Really? He's got to redeem himself. It's the rede- he got to redeem himself. He needs to. Because there's or no unless, other... Unless Venus is on the pitch, then Venus will take it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll we'll go into the Vina situation right here because I do want to talk to, about him because I think maybe he could be crucial in this one because I could see Henry getting some rest in this game. I could see it too. I, I, yeah. I actually could see a couple players getting a rest. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's important for Salati to kind of... It's important for him to rotate, yes, but it's also important to make sure that he still has his core and, you know, that not to move too many pieces around because 
moving too many pieces around can you know disrupt flow of game and then you know you can't you know really you know, present your ideas you know as 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 smoothly as you want. Definitely. No, I agree. And the only reason I think Henry might get the the break is because obviously, you know, Friday to Sunday, it's it's a quick turnaround in a sense. But you also have to remember that, you know, you're going to be sending him off to international break, to the international duties, I mean. And so I think maybe you give maybe Avinas a little bit more minutes under his belt. And, mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Definitely. We'll see. Claudia so obviously will know exactly, but I can see that happening. Um, where I was going with this, I have no idea. So we're just going to jump into the Avinas talk here. Um, I saw something really interesting, and I think that the team, and, and this goes back to what I was saying, AJ, earlier, that there's kind of this this, this family orientation at the club that everyone just kind of has to, has each other's back in this one, and that there's, there's an overall confidence that's kind of brewing in there. I've seen uh, a lot of people kind of want Vinas to get off this little hump that he's been having. I said, you saw Roger Martinez in an opportunity where you would have thought Nine times out of ten, he's shooting that. And if he's not shooting that, he's trying to like do a rainbow flick over the goalkeeper. Never in your mind did you think he would pass it off to Vinas. And I think little by little, we're seeing that, like you mentioned, Christian, if there's a penalty, I I, I, I don't see how they don't give it to Vinas, you know? I think they want him to get off this kind of like, you know, kind of rut that he's in. And so it really speaks about unity at this club and 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 confidence within each other. And I think that it's it, it it spells for something really good, you know. Yeah, Roger should have shot that though. He should have. He should. Let's be honest. He should have shot that. That would have been for nothing. That would have been for nothing. For nothing. That would have been for nothing in their house. It, it it goes to show that Son. you know that that there's yeah no that, that but but there's kind of there something kids. more important right now. We run stuff. They we don't run it always. But we'll see. But like uh yeah I I I I think if Henry gets to gets a break. I, I don't see. I, I don't. I don't mind being starting. Could we see Kolula start? To be honest, yeah, he I could. Don't. He could play as a right back, and we truly want to rest like players like Henry Martin and um, Jorge Sanchez for the international cup. You could start. <laughs> you could put Kolula in if you truly want to. I mean, I wouldn't because uh, you know, <laughs> you like like you mentioned, Christian. Not can't disrupt a lot of stuff, no, and that defense has been it's been gelling. So if you move stuff around now, it probably won't look good. Uh, but yeah, like like look, we're talking about rinse and repeat, the the high constant press, um, and now we probably got the best America we've ever seen for roughly, I want to say maybe what 70, 75-ish minutes in total. We got the America that we all expected, of course, or not expected but wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Now let's try to push for eighty minutes, eighty-five minutes against Mazatlan, right? And like you mentioned, pushing the boundaries just a little bit more, little by little, kind of everything culminating together to finally getting that one hundred percent product. Once we're down the road, once we're in the part where it's like playoff times, because that's when it's going to matter the most, of course. Um, so I, it's looking good. Uh, tactically, how else do you guys see this going for America? Uh, I like you said. I think that the high press is definitely important, but I also think that we need to start. Kind of, okay. I don't know if you guys remember in, in in the first game where there was a lot of movement from from uh, from Jorge and Luis Fuentes, right? And how they were overlapping a lot, and how Leo Suarez was trying to get behind the defender uh, a line against San Luis. I want to see a little bit more of that from Linus because I think Linus with open space uh, can definitely be a lot more dangerous. And um, and it seems like his idea 
is to cross the ball a lot. And he's doing he's been getting better at it. So I think if you give him a little bit more space, I think he can connect better with the with the with the target that he has in mind. Um, so definitely more overlapping runs, uh, just constant confusion uh, with the with the Masatan with the, with the Masatan wingbacks. Um, I, I I think that that's gonna be a good area to expose. Definitely, one thing that America definitely is gonna have to keep an eye on is Camilo Sambeso. Like uh, Eric said, these are the kind of games that he kind of shines and grows into. So if you can shut him down, um, I think you practically shut down most of Masatan's threat. Yeah. Definitely. So I just need, well, you know, Seb- Sebas and Emma to be on their A game. Definitely. Definitely. All right, gentlemen. If that is all that you guys have, one last question for all of you. Well, two. One's for Christian and, and the other one's for you, AJ. Christian, are we betting the house or are we betting the toilet? Nah, we're betting the house. We're betting the house. <laughs> we're betting the house against Mazatlan. All right, yes. AJ. Well, you get the first question. What is your prediction for Friday's match, which by the way, you are covering for us? Uh, I'm going with the 2-0 on my way victory. Nice. 2-0. I like it. Nice. Loving the clean sheet. Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go 3-0. 3-0. Another 3-0 three to three nothing back-to-back. I like it. I love it. You know what? America's caught me on a good mood. I'm going more adventurous than I've ever been in years. Maybe not years. Maybe like a couple months. But I'm going with a 4-0 victory for America. Hey, yeah. At the track yeah. Thank God you don't bet. <laughs> yeah, no. You think I, dude, we wouldn't have a podcast if, uh, afterwards if I yeah, did. For real. Let's, oh, let's, you're not let's, alone. Let's just put it Jake, Jacob said four oh two, so you're not alone on that oh, one. Nah, man. Son. <laughs> Jacob, we understand each other, my friend. We understand. Yo, yes, um, yes. I would buy this in the heartbeat. Yo, Yo, I betting the house shirt. Yes, everyone. Listen, listen tweet it out to Full Call tweet, right now. Everyone, tweet out at Full Call to make this shirt happen. If someone makes this shirt happen, I will buy someone a shirt. There you go. If this shirt is made, we will raffle it out here on the UI podcast for one of you lucky live interactive listeners to get your hands on. And Definitely. so we'll, uh, we'll we'll try to make sure that gets uh, that that Everyone message go. gets across to Foot Cult. At Foot Cult. <laughs> at Foot Cult. Hold on. Everyone at Foot Cult, guys. Everyone needs to add them, add them right now. Off to Twitter. All righty then. Um, but yeah, look, overall, what we're expecting is not really goals, but a good game from America. You know, Definitely. that's what we want. We want to see a good, a good game, whether that leads up to four nil or whether that leads to a two nil victory, whatever it looks like. I think the two most important things are a good game and a shutout. Of course. So, I mean, I need a window because, you know, for betting purposes. For betting purposes only, yes, because we 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 want a house to come back to yes, after exactly. the international break. I mean, we, we know we we have some leftover house. You know, you guys you guys know here on the group chat, we have a little bit of house leftover if it can, in case anything goes wrong. But you know, who doesn't like more houses, right? Yes, who doesn't like more houses? The more houses, the better. Exactly. Um, Freddie Durant and he's going with a two 0 victory. Uh, Chris saying, man, Friday games are usually intense for us. Three to two, three 0 I'll go with a 3 0 victory. Alrighty okay. then. But yes, uh, Chris's point's a very good thing. Uh, Friday nights have never been promising for America. Let's just put it that way. Uh, who knows? Maybe under Solari, things will change differently. But uh, mm-hmm. Friday nights usually don't end well for us. So Funny enough, yeah, because the last time when um, Chris did mention like the late um, goal that Kodovat scored, we played um, the defunct Morelia side, RIP Morelia, on a Friday actually, and we were losing. And it took until the 91st minute for Kodovat to make that goal. So. Boom. Who knows? Yeah, we can actually break it. He said homeless shelter is always an option. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if they would allow us to do a podcast from a homeless shelter. 
Um, is that the but, fact that they wouldn't let us? It's just, can you imagine how how choppy the signal would be? That I feel like that was not that, not that is, and we would have some very interesting guests on the show. Yes, some very unwanted and, interesting guests. Yes, and I'm pretty sure none of them watch Liga Mekis, let alone Cuba America, right? So yeah, so well, listen, I can teach uh, them. Though. I can teach them. We'll, we'll we'll teach them. We'll teach them. Uh, but let's hopefully that that yeah, never happens. Yeah, I don't want to go that route. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jacob going with I kind of want to see Chicho Lopez versus Carlos Vargas Yo, the epic go, duo uh, the, the epic battle of the century who said who said Messi versus Ronaldo when it could have always been Chicho Lopez versus Carlos oh, Vargas I just yeah. want to see him have a dance off <laughs> yes Yo, <laughs> who has the, the better dance, dance? yeah the Chavo dance oh my god <laughs> All right, All right then. Well, I mean, that pretty much wraps it up for us. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming out. Thank you to everyone that is listening. Again, thank you guys for everything. Um, Christopher is saying, Equal Podcast lives from Starbucks. Yes, live from Starbucks. Who knows? Maybe we might do, do one of those one day. Um, but we'll see. Again, thank you guys to all of you guys that came out and interacted. Thank you to our sponsors, Focal, that are right now on the screen. Uh, thank you to America for having a having a pretty good classic and making us feel something special about it. Uh, with that said, we'll we'll catch you guys next week uh, and to talk things all uh, America. And then, of course, on Thursday, me and AJ will be talking all things Lady Aguila, so don't miss it uh, for anything. And again, you guys can um, you guys can definitely go and uh, follow us over on our social media platform. Like again, AJ is going to have you guys covered for the game on Friday and uh, we'll have more uh, more stuff in store for you guys in regards to that aspect. All right, gentlemen, uh, only one thing left to do is sign off and I'll leave you guys with this. So until next time, take care. And as always, Arriba la America. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.